Coming up on your favorite podcast, it's time to talk a little hot stove baseball. Uh, Zach and I continued our little uh, short podcast foray into talking Shohei Otani and Juan Soto and getting into kind of the quagmire that is the regional sports broadcasting situation for them because that's going to be a thing uh, this baseball season. But we also talked about just how excited we are for the upcoming season. We go through our annual Hall of Fame ballot. We do this every year, Zach and I, and try to figure out who we're voting for. Uh, The first year ballots, a lot of interesting guys. Obviously, Joe Maurer's on that list. We'll talk a little bit about all of that. Baseball talk, hot stove with me and Zach next on the pod. Hey, 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 part two. If you listen to our football podcast, now you get to hear some baseball talk. That's right. It's Tim Anderson podcast. I'm Tim. That's my buddy Zach over there in his palatial manner, hanging out, having a bourbon, taking in the All-State Sugar Bowl, celebrating Michigan beating Alabama. Now we don't have to listen to Paul Feinbaum. So great. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, God, I mean, a little let. How did, how did Paul Feinbaum ever become a thing? Yeah, I don't get it. And it's like the pearl clutching from Paul Feinbaum about Michigan. It's like, stop, stop. You know, you celebrate the SEC, which hired Hugh Freeze, Bobby Petrino, and all the lowlifes that coach down there, give me a break. Stop with this nonsense. Oh, I'm not going to recognize Michigan if they're the national champion. Who gives a shit what you think? Old bald ass. Anyway, that's ESPN though for you. They want to make themselves the news story as much as humanly possible. Uh, welcome to the pod. We're going to talk baseball. We promised. We haven't had a baseball talk in a while. Uh, I don't even think we really talked about the Rangers winning the World Series uh, and what that's done. But we've had some baseball movement, a lot of pr- uh, free agency movement. Uh, some big names have moved. Uh, and uh, we're going to spend a few minutes talking about that with my guy, Zach. So, Zach, you got your bourbon filled up? You ready to go? I am ready to go, Tim. Let's start with the biggest fish. All right. We, we uh, Clearly, everything kind of starts, stops, and ends with Otani. And I'm sure that, you know, some people might be Otani'd out at this point. I don't know if you're one of those guys. Uh, but obviously that contract, the deferment of that contract, the fact that he's on the Dodgers, it's a huge signing. It really swings the balance of power. If it wasn't already in the Dodgers' favor pretty heavily, now it really is. Uh, what do you think about the contract? What do you think about Otani itself? Um, I think you and I are in agreement on him, but let's hear what you have to say. I think the contract is going to become an issue here for MLB. Um, because you can't you can't allow teams to sign guys with these huge mega deals and then have all the money deferred. Um, and I know that he's in a little bit of a different spot because he's going to rake in a ton um, just through endorsements and stuff and in Japan and different things. But it, it's not going to be good for baseball to do that. Um, yeah, so I agree I think, with you. I think the structure of the contract is going to be up for debate come the next collective bargaining agreement and they might put some rules in place to prevent some of that. Um, As for the numbers of the contract, um, I think it's ridiculous. Um, It's absurd. It's absurd money. I think they've way overpaid. Um, And I'm, I'm, I understand that in baseball guys get a lot of money, um, but they're paying him basically the same amount that he's he's getting like three or four million less a year 
than Judge and uh, Garrett Cole combined from the Yankees. Yeah. And (laughs) he has not hit like Judge, and he has not pitched like Cole or anywhere close to that. And so I don't. And he can't pitch for another year. Right. He's not going to pitch for another year. He's had a couple of injuries now. And let's not forget, too, like, he's like, he doesn't play defense either. No. So right? he's a DH. I mean, right. He's DHing and he's pitching. You know, I mean, Judge is mostly a corner outfielder, but he has moonlighted some in center field. Um, it just seems like a gross overpay uh, in terms of what you're trying to do. Now I get it. Contracts always go up and. And things like that, but and he's got the marketing aspect of it, right? Like they're gonna sell, you know, a billion Otani jerseys. They probably already have, right? And they're gonna, you know, I heard rumors that they're gonna get a TV deal in Japan now, as well. Sure, because um, that's peak. It's perfect hours to watch games. Like I think it's afternoon watching in Japan. Yeah. So, um, we'll see how that all works out, but uh, it's gonna be wild to see the Dodgers win 110 games and then lose in the first round to some 84 win team (laughs) because that's what baseball has opened itself up to now. The thing that they have done though, beyond Otani, and obviously we can stay on the Otani thing, but you know, the Dodgers, because of this deferment, because of this, and this is where I think you're right. This is where I think major league baseball or somebody, the owners themselves have to step in and say like, that's not right. You can't do that. Um, Because now they're able to go out and get Yamamoto from Japan and I clearly getting Otani to defer that money allowed them to go get Yamamoto and then allowed them to trade for Tyler glass now. Uh, and now they've put together this really, really formidable team with a good rotation and you stick Otani in the middle of the lineup with all the guys that they already got with Mookie Betts and, and the players like that. And it becomes, uh, it becomes a really tough team to deal with. Uh, and it's all because of that deferment of the contract. I don't think you can get Yamamoto if that doesn't happen. Am I right? Yeah, probably not. And I'm, I would be interesting to see too. Like, there's there's ways that it's not. Remember, like in the NFL, if you have a guaranteed contract, like the owners need to put that money into escrow immediately. Yep, exactly. You um, had to that's have not it there the by case a certain here time. In baseball, they don't have. They have some rules regarding it, and he has to have so much of it put aside. But he doesn't. They don't. They didn't put. You know, five hundred million in the bank when they signed him. So um, it is interesting to see how this all plays out. I do. I do think though, right? Like this, this is why baseball was happy to go to six playoff teams. Yeah. Um, Cause now they can be like, well, yeah, the Dodgers might get in every year, but so, you know, I mean, they got beat. They had a, they had a huge payroll this year. Right. And they got beat by, was it diamondbacks? Yeah, Arizona made the deep run. Yeah, you know, got all the way to the World Series. So I think that there's going to be some of that here. Um, there's going to be. That's why you're still going to see too, like these divisions where people get mad, right? Oh, the Central, right? And they do it for both leagues, right? Mm-hmm. The AL and the NL. The Central is not very good. With, you know, it's well, they're going to keep it because they've got these lower payroll teams in the middle, and they're going to get a playoff shot. You're right. And, and that's how they're going to appease those owners and those fan groups is they're going to say, hey, like you guys, you're going to get in. Now you got to do is be the best team for two weeks, right? Or three weeks or whatever it works out to be. Now it's playoffs. So I, 
it's it's not my ideal situation from baseball, but um, it's kind of they've they've made their bed now they got to lay in it. The issue I still have though is where is I mean where is that money going to come from revenue wise because the RSNs are disintegrating right in front of us. MLB says they have a plan uh, to kind of deal with that, which is they're the only organization I've heard even say that. But what is that plan? And it, you know, it's going to be hard for them to go back to you know ESPN and and, and get a huge deal. Uh, maybe behind the paywall somewhere, they're going to. I mean, they're going to have a hard time with an older audience getting into this streaming world. Uh, I I just I don't know where the revenue is going to come from. I've been saying the same thing about golf and the same thing about basketball and hockey too, but I don't see where contracts getting into the 500, 600, 700 millions are going to be able to pay for themselves long-term based on the the lack of television revenue, et cetera. I don't know where you see that. Well, I, I mean, this is where it's an interesting conversation when you have Otani, right? Because you're talking about a possibly like a whole nother TV deal with a whole nother country. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's where they're going to make some of this money up. Yeah, I, think, I don't. Maybe not them. Maybe they're the exception right. to the yeah, rule, right? For sure, for sure. Um, it it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. I I love having you know like T Mobile the last few years has given away the uh, MLB League Pass or whatever. What's I forget that official. Yeah, MLB TV. Yeah, right. So we get every game except for the Twins games. Um. On that. Stupid. There's stupid. A, there's a handful of games. Now it sounds like that might be changing too. Yeah, it sounds like the twins are gonna not black out anything this year, right? I think they were came out and said that. Yeah, and I think I think that's what it sounds like. Like you're gonna be able to see it from however. Um and there's always some different, you know, like if it was the Apple TV game of the week or something, you couldn't we couldn't stream it on MLB TV or whatever. But I'll tell you what, man, I I watch so many out of market games. Yeah. Because of that. I, I will go to bed most of the summer with a game on. Oh, yeah. Hell and, yeah. And each year I've kind of like picked a team and watched a lot of it. And part of it has to do with maybe some of my, my fantasy guys or whatever. But it's like, you know, I watched a lot of Padres games two years ago. Mm. Um, Glad you didn't this year. Well, they weren't very good. <laughs> it really became very hateable to me. Yeah, I'm glad pretty Soto unlikable, died. a pretty unlikable team. Even okay, the manager yeah. hated him. The manager now, couldn't wait to get out of there. Yeah. Now that Soto's gone, I'm like, thank God. Cause I, I have Soto in a dynasty league. And now that he's in New York, man, he's going to hit 50 home runs and walk 500 times. And he's just going to be a beast this year. But that was part of it. But God, like I hated Machado. Yeah. You know, um, and I hated Machado before he went to. San yeah. Diego. You never liked Machado. You were never a big yeah. fan of him, but uh, I think last year, um, you know, I had I had watched a decent amount of Diamondbacks games. Um, I actually watched a decent amount uh, of just having, you know, uh, sorry, having the Mariners on. Yeah, the A's, not necessarily for the Mariners, the A's, but just for whoever they were playing. And the Mariners were a fun team. Mariners are a fun. They got guys like Rodriguez is a super fun player. Uh, they've got some, they got some dudes and I like their ball. I mean, anytime San Francisco's on, I kind of like the ballpark. I think I just watch for their ballpark and I'm usually in on that. Um, I, I enjoy, you mentioned Soto. 
Uh, the Yankee fans are happy for Soto, obviously, because now you can go Soto and Judge, and you got some good young pieces. You had Verdugo. Um, but it feels like they're disappointed, right? It, it feels like they didn't get Yamamoto. They wanted him because they wanted that pitcher. Now it's still like Garrett Cole and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, but the Yankees still look much, much better and clearly got to be in the conversation to win it all in the AL again, right? They're back in it after having a bad year last year. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're definitely upgraded and they still want pitching, right? I think that's the big thing because they haven't had great pitching overall. Yeah, they haven't addressed that really yet either. They got some relievers, but yeah, they haven't addressed the starting pitching. It's still Cole and Rodon and... Right. Uh, Hector or Nestor, Nestor Cortez. So that's, we'll, that's nothing we'll see if they, uh, what they're able to do. Cause they may not be done yet. Right. But that's, that's part of the problem. I think we've seen with MLB is this, this off season drags. It does. Right? Because so much of it is waiting for the top one or two guys to go. And if they take their time, then, Right, I mean, everything had to wait for Otani. Now, once Otani was done, then we got Yamamoto done. But it's like now, I don't know. It just it feels like it drags. Yeah, um, but I don't know the answer to it because uh, it feels like NFL stuff goes man pretty quick. Well, they build it up like a big thing, like oh, here's signing day at midnight, and you got like a hundred signings by noon the next day. It's because there's that sort of tampering period, that three day period, and yeah, but that wouldn't fix it with baseball. No, right? probably I mean, part, right. part of it is the cap. Like, let's be honest here. Yeah. Right. A cap means you can only attack a certain amount of guys and you have to go get your guys early. Correct. Um, also, things have to get done by the time of the draft mm-hmm. because those draft guys play right away. That's right? true. The, the draft is inconsequential to your MLB team. That's fair. That's right? actually like, a great point. In terms of who's going to play. So I, I think that's part of the issue as well. Um, I I really enjoy, like, when we're 41 days away from pitchers and catchers. Yeah, it's super exciting. I can't so, wait for that. I'm excited for that. I'm sure that's, you know, we talked a little bit of Vegas in the football pod, um, but I will, I will probably put down some baseball bets as well while I'm there. Nice. Love it. That is going to be great. Uh, I can't wait for you to do that. And you, there's going to be some futures bets. Like, who do you like? I mean, obviously, we're going to talk Yankees and Dodgers. And maybe you could run back Philly or Texas. Uh, maybe Houston figures, you know, a way to get back into the mix here next year. And they probably will because they've got talent. Um, Arizona felt like kind of a one-off. I don't see them getting back. But is there some – who's like, think, who's that sneak-up team? I mean, I think Arizona is a very good case for a playoff team again. Um, you know, if you think they're a World Series team – Maybe not, but um, I think they've definitely got some talent there. I I think the Twins are in a good spot, and I know there's a lot of uh, hand-wringing around here and consternation because they haven't done much, right? They've they've lost a few things, and they haven't added. They've added bullpen guys, like they, they went up and got Stamont. I think, right? Yep, That's, yep. But I think they're going to see some moves here, right? The Twins, I think, are were more of a trade market than a free agent market type team here. Mm-hmm. And part of that is you have to wait for the free agent stuff to settle down. Yep. And then you, then the trade market picks up. So I think you're going to see some of that now. 
Um, and that's right. When did the Pablo Lopez deal happen last year? It was pretty late because they right. made a rise jerseys in the new uniforms before they uh, dealt that. And, right. Uh, a trade and, that I endorsed. And I think I'm so glad that I think, again, another example of patience because so many people were panicking in May and June. Oh, a rise is batting 400. Yep. And it was like, you're going to love having Lopez in October. Looks like the trade here was on January 20th. So, yep. Um, so yeah, I think, I think the twins are in a good spot. I mean, part of it is it's the division's not great. Yep. Um, the, you know, the Royals and, and the Tigers have made moves that will make them better, but I, they're still not. Yeah. The guardians are going to be in a different place because of, you know, the new manager right. and, you know, they, they had won so many games because Francona was, I think probably willing their way to a couple of those, but you know. I expect them to struggle this year. The White Sox look like a total mess. Yeah. Um, I, I still don't know how good they are. And you're I, right. You know, a lot of, and the Twins make a lot of these moves late, like right before spring training, where they can get a guy for one year and $8 million or something like that. And you find a steal somewhere, hopefully. You find a guy who can start. You find a guy who can play third, whatever. I'll, I'll tell you this. We, we haven't talked about a team here that is – I mean, they won 104 games last year, and I think they've gotten better. That's Atlanta. Oh yeah. Yeah. Adding Chris sale was a huge deal for them. And I think people were surprised when they lost as bad as they did to get to Philadelphia in the playoffs and they're a good team. But again, right? Like those short series, it, it's tough, right? It only takes one or two. I mean, you think about that, right? Like if you make an error that costs your team a game, that's huge in the playoffs, right? It's only a five game series sometimes. Mm hmm. It 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 really amps it up, right? Or you have a bad at bat, or I mean, there's so much right that is on the line in those games. Um, and Philly was good too. I mean, I thought they had a lot of talent, but I I think Atlanta, you know, I mean, we haven't talked about them at all. Um, and in the and then in the Central, um, Cubs like Cubs might be okay. The I think Cardinals, Cubs might be better this year. Cardinals have added some stuff. The Cubs will be better. Are we um, still waiting I, on Bellinger? We are still waiting on him to yep. sign somewhere, right? And that's probably the next big piece is And Bellinger. the Brewers, I think, are going to take a small step back just because of new coach, and um, I think the rest of the division will be better. So that'll be an interesting one. Um, so I think there's a lot of possibilities here, right? And so and there's a level of butthurt in Milwaukee over the fact that Council went to Chicago. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just that he left. It was that he went to the Cubs. Right. So I'll, I'll definitely look at, um, you know, where some of the numbers are for – uh, win totals and, um, you know, I mean, Baltimore won 101 games last year. You know, we haven't talked about them yet either. So it, it'll be interesting. There's, there's definitely going to be, um, you know, the teams that surprise you a little bit every year, right? It happens. Uh, so maybe, maybe that is, you know, in the form of is Seattle a little better this year? Um, is, you know, this, this Tampa Bay, are they able to continue doing what they've doing with the way they retool their roster every year? I don't know, you know. And Miami was good last year too, right? Miami had their best year in a while. So I, it'll be a fun year. I'm looking forward to baseball. And Tampa's still in a mess with the Wander Franco stuff, knowing that there's more news coming down there. But they clearly were kind of hoping he'd be a guy that they could have for a while, like him and a Rosarena, and kind of well, build that team. And they went, they went so long without paying anyone then they'd finally pay a guy, right? They paid him like two months into his rookie year. 
Yeah, because they thought we, we've right. got this stud. We got Evan Longoria part two. 11 years, 180 some million, and he's not going to ever play again. Yeah, doesn't right? look good. I mean, that looks pretty clear now at this point. Correct. Now, granted, do they have to pay him if he screwed up himself, like Trevor Bauer? Or um, No, I think he'll uh, his contract will definitely void with some of those. Yeah, I'm sure he has sure. a legal clause. I'm sure there is. Yeah, I'm sure if you get arrested for potentially having a relationship with a minor, uh, the contract can be voided. I'm but in in the stuff, that. right? I mean, right? It came out he would, he no showed this week for something, so then the cops were looking for him. He he showed up today. They arrested him. Um, but it's like okay, so so he has there's two women who have filed charges. They're investigating a third. He's also married. Yeah, tough. And he's like 23. Right. That's what I was like. It was like, what? Like, what the hell's going on, guy? Does anybody know how old his wife is? Like, (laughs) have we looked into that yet? (laughs) And he's does he have kids? I thought he had kids, too, but I don't even know. Yeah, I think they said he had one or two. Good God, man. Slow Um, down. Yeah, it's going to be a mess for him. Uh, And like we said, his career is probably over. And, tre- and the interesting part about that, the flip, we just mentioned Trevor Bauer, he kind of got vindicated this offseason. He might be looking for an American team here because he played last year in Japan. Uh, he might be out there as one of these spring training ads for a year for eight, you know, a year for eight to ten million dollars. And some team might take a shot. And we talked about that last year being a team that would take a shot on him. Nobody did. Somebody will this year, though, you have to think, right? Uh, it you know it's going to be tough. Um, I think someone will, but I think a lot of people are going to wait to see. I, I think it's there's a little bit of a waiting game right now. Um, mm. I you know personally, I think I would take him. I would, yeah, um, for sure. What do you got? After, especially if you're a team like Minnesota, what do you? Right, got I mean, to lose? so there's definitely some stuff there that have has come out with it. Like whether, however, you feel about his actions, right? And and whether they were legal or consensual or however you want to talk about it, you can yeah, he's not a great guy. I don't think anybody's gonna say that with it, right? Yeah. Um and but he also I think would improve a lot of teams' rotations. He sure would. And I think that there's a lot of guys in MLB right now who have done a lot worse things than him that are still on rosters. Correct. Correct. Cardinals look interesting too on the way up because they took Sonny Gray from us in Minnesota, but they also signed Kyle Gibson. They signed Lance Lynn. They totally revamped their rotation. Uh, Cardinals clearly hate losing, so they want to make a run at this next year too. They're an interesting team to keep an eye on if they stay healthy, right? I kind of like I kind of like the makeup of their team if they stay healthy. I, I'm interested to see what their over under number is. Uh, in we're going to do that pod. We haven't done a baseball over under pod before. I think we're going to do that this year. We're going to do a baseball over under pod. That'll be fun. Because I, mean, I think it's got to be what? In the 80s? 81, 82, 83? They can't give them more than that. Yeah, they only won like 71 last year. So Yeah, it's hard for me to think that even with the revamped uh, rotation in that division that they're just going to be, oh, no, 90 wins. Book them. No, nah, I don't think it's going to be that. Um, yeah, looking on here, <clears throat> I can't see what the number excuse me, what the number is. Um, but they've got them as the second best team to win the central. Uh, mm. 
behind the Cubs. So that's got to put them with a decent number, you would think. So I don't know. We'll see. All right. I'm out there in a week and a half to, and those numbers change. I mean, there could be signings and trades between now and then, uh, but it'll be fun. We'll, we'll get, we'll definitely get a, a few baseball bets down. Cannot wait to hear it. I'm going to run you through the playoff or the, um, we do this every year, the major league baseball ballot, hall of fame ballot. And again, you got to get 75% of all ballots to gain induction. Um, we have a lot of first year guys, a lot of first year guys. We're going to run through those in a minute. Um, there's a lot of guys back. Um, Todd, Todd Helton got close last year. I think he got like 72% of the vote. Not enough. He's back. Billy Wagner, Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, Carlos Beltran, A-Rod, Man Ram, Omar Vizquel, Andy Pettit, Bobby Abreu, Jimmy Rollins, Mark Burley, Francisco Rodriguez, and Torrey Hunter all return on the ballot. It's a big list. You ready for the first year, guys? Uh, yeah, let's go for it. Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer. I think I would vote for Beltre. I kind of like Beltre, too. I think you almost got to give him some love. Joe Maurer, Chase Utley, David Wright, Bartolo Colon. Hard to believe it's been five years since Bartolo Colon pitched. I feel like he just pitched like yeah, last year somewhere. Adrian Gonzalez, Matt Holliday, Jose Batista, Jose Reyes, Victor Martinez, Big Game James Shields, Brandon Phillips. Where do you want to start with the returners, or do you want to start with the new guys? Well, of the new guys, I I'll I'll simplify it for you. Okay. Of the new guys, I would vote for Adrian Beltre, and that's it. Interesting. And I would vote for Joe Maurer next year. Not and on I the know, first ballot for Joe. And I know there's a bunch of people who are going to get all riled up about that because his stats didn't get any better, and if you're a Hall of Famer, you should be in. But I still think that there is a level there of first ballot Hall of Fame guys in baseball. And as we have watered down the Hall of Fame a little bit, I think that's one thing that still means something. You get 10 votes, right? I believe it's 10. You can vote for 10 on your on your all-star ballot. I think that's what most guys can do. So if you say out of all the new guys, the only guy you'll vote for is Adrian Beltre. Yep. Would you still vote nine other guys? Uh, or would your ballot well, fall short of the 10? Let, I'll, I'll run you through my other guys here. Okay. Um, I would vote you want for me to Car- just... you want You want to you list them off? How would, I, how would I list them again? You tell me if they're in. Sure. We'll, go, we'll start from the bottom up. Torrey Hunter. Uh, I would not vote for Torrey Hunter, and I know that's it's tough. I mean, defensively, he was one of the best for a long time, um, but I think he's just not quite there offensively and resume-wise. I kind of agree. Kind of a hall of good guy. Uh, Francisco Rodriguez. Uh, you know, I would vote for him because I think he was dominant as a closer for, uh, a, a good stretch of time. I kind of agree with you. I like, I liked him too. Mark Burley. Nope. Hmm. Jimmy Rollins. Uh, nope. That one's closer for me. I think Rollins was a really good player for a long time as a second baseman. Really good. 
I don't know if he's quite a Hall of Famer, but it's close. I think that Jimmy Rollins falls in uh, similar to the Torrey Hunter thing, mm. um, where he's pretty good. And he was he was a shortstop more than a second baseman. You're right, shortstop. Yep, yep. You're right. Then Utley, because right. because Utley was the second yeah. baseman. You're right. Utley was the second baseman. Very good tandem. I mean, he Very did good. he did win an MVP. Right in was it oh six or oh seven? I think it was oh seven. I believe that was right. Yep, I believe that's right. And and did a lot of good things. I just think his his run was a lot shorter than at the top. He you know he played for a long time, but his top years I think was just too short. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment. Bobby Abreu. Uh he's a no for me. Yeah, he's a like a Chili Davis type for me, like a guy who's really good and you want him on your team and you really like him, but he's not the best player on your team. Yep. And if he is the best player on your team, you're probably not very good. That's uh, Andy Pettit. Uh, I do not have Pettit in. He's... See, I'm a yes on Pettit. I am a yes on Pettit. So my thing with him is he he did win a lot of games. Big um, games, too. And he was on some good teams. Um, but I think his, his other numbers, like you look at, you know, just like his ERA was up around four. Yep. 3.85. I don't know that if he was ever the best pitcher on his team, Mm. let alone, you know, did you ever really consider him the best pitcher in the league? I don't know. I it's you know, great career. Like I would love to have his career. He's kind of got the Jack Morris effect where it's his playoff wins that are going to push him over for me. Like uh, playoff. Playoff big wins account for something, and I just feel like he pitched in a lot of big games, big playoff games for the Yankees, and won a lot of games in those in those spots. I think that's fair. I mean, and he did some good things when he was in Houston too. Um, True, yeah. But I, yeah, I just he's not in for me. Omar Vizquel. Uh unfortunately, no. He's um, the stat free. He's the stat geek guy. Everybody loves him in the stat geek. Well, he he was so. Here's the thing: he was he was very good defensively, right? One of the best, and perhaps the best, right? Yeah. But there were a lot of other shortstops that were better than him in the era. Maybe not defensively, but they hit a lot more. Um, they were on more important teams. I don't know. Like when I think of the '90s shortstops, like where where does he rank for you? He's behind Jeter. He's behind A Rod. Uh, if we're talking total nineties, he's behind Ripken. Um, yep. He's you know he, he's but like even those couple of years too, it felt like uh, Nomar was better than him, and not yep, that Nomar's Nomar had peak the, was probably better. Yeah, the longevity, but yeah, so I think that those. So for that reason, I don't have him in. Kind of with you on that one, and I think his OPS is the lowest of all the candidates here uh, of all the hitting case six eighty eight OPS career. He had twenty eight hundred hits. Uh, 2,877 hits, but you know, he played for 25 years. And so that doesn't average out to a great number. At well, I don't, I don't punish guys for that. Like I, you know, I, I've heard a lot of that. Oh, he's a stat compiler. He just played for a long time. Like, uh, yeah. Playing for a long time in the MLB is impressive. Yep. He had you 400 know. stolen bases, which puts him ahead of, I can't believe Bobby Abreu has 400 stolen bases. That's incredible. He was um, a little more nimble in his younger years. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, Omar drew a thousand walks. He had 404 stolen bases, a 272 lifetime hitter. Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. I, yeah, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm not sure he's a yes. He's, I, I don't think at any point he was a top three shortstop. Manny Ramirez. 
in. hundred times over, it's an in. We've talked about this. we got to stop with the steroid stuff. Man Ram is one of the best players of his era without question. Man, Man might be the greatest right-handed hitter of all time. Yeah, the Him and Miguel Cabrera are probably the two best right-handed hitters I've ever seen. Beyond maybe, you know, I thought Pocket was an amazing bad ball hitter. But, like, yeah, right-handed hitters. I don't know if anybody's better than Manny Ramirez yep. and and uh, Ma- Miguel Cabrera, probably my two favorite, two of the greatest I've ever seen. Got to get it in. A-Rod, the new in. owner of the Timberwolves. In. Yes, in. in again, I completely agree. Got to move the numbers aside. He was a Hall of Famer just on his Seattle and Texas career alone. Um, Carlos Beltran. In. Yeah, kind of. I'm kind of in, too. He he was fantastic, especially you know you want to talk about like playoff runs and stuff, right? Remember that the year he went to Houston. Mm-hmm. In the oh middle God, he was unhittable. Yeah, he was right? unstoppable. He couldn't was, stop him. And he, and he was a damn good center fielder too. So I Carlos Beltran is in for me. Four hundred and thirty-five career home runs, a career batting average of two seventy-nine, a career OPS of eight thirty-seven. Uh, I mean, it's just a really really impressive career, right? A really impressive career. 2,800 hits uh, or 2,700 hits. Really good player all the way around. His war, if that means anything to you, and I don't always know what the war means, but it's a 70.1 wins above replacement. A-Rod's war, by the way, is (laughs) 117.5. That is unbelievable. Um, So, yes. How about Gary Sheffield? I've always been an in on Sheffield guy. Sheffield's an in for me as well. Um, yeah, the dude could so we're moving up there. these numbers here. He could, he yeah, could Chef's getting a raw deal here. I think Chef's got to get into. He's one of the best, one of the best, not better than Man Rammer or uh, or Cabrera, but a dangerous right handed hitter, a really well, good right handed hitter. And here's the thing, man, he he came up at like 19. Yeah, right. He was up early with Milwaukee, played a million positions. Right, that that's what I was gonna say. He he, I mean, came up as a shortstop. Yeah. Right, and we exactly. all yeah, you know, he's probably remembered for like those those years in New York towards the end. Yep. Um, where he was playing right field and DHing, and still does that kind of hurt him a little bit that he was this sort of vagabond that he didn't really like he was a hired gun because he's on like nine teams. Well, that that's does that sort of hurt him a little bit? What what? What hat would he go in wearing? <laughs> it's a great question. I I don't know. I don't He'd know the answer. Maybe San Diego? It, right? Maybe not, yeah. Right. San Diego, I mean, maybe? Oh, I don't think so. I mean, he was only in San Diego for like a year. I thought he was in there for a few years. He was there He was there in 92, and then he got traded in the middle of 93 to Florida. Oh, you're right. I can run it through here. Actually, maybe it's Florida because he was with Florida from 93 through 97 and he won a World Series there. Or 98 and he won yeah. a World Series there. Then he, then he spent like four years with the Dodgers and a couple with the Braves. Three with he, the Yankees. Yankees and then Tigers to end it? Tigers and Mets. You got oh, that's it. That's right. He did go to the Mets for that year. Yeah. So he spent six years with Florida. That's the highest one. And then Milwaukee and the Dodgers are second. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a 21 year career and the most he ever spent with any team is six years. So that's uh that's my guy Sheffield right there. Andrew Jones. I do not have Andrew Jones in. I think he's I don't either to Tory Hunter. 
his career is amazing because if you would have told me after like his first six years, I would have said that guy is on a Hall of Fame trajectory, one of the best we've ever seen. And it kind of fell off like fairly quickly, he, like Joe Maurer, like a certain amount. I, I felt like he was better offensively than Hunter. Yeah, 434 home runs. But not as good defensively. I can I can concur. But similar, I, I he think was good defensively for those years, but not, yeah. Hunter, by the way, finished with 353 home runs. I did not know that. It's a pretty good number considering he never really hit. Yeah, he didn't really hit him here in Minnesota. Right, he didn't hit like, like he 40, didn't hit a ton here. Year. He was always hitting he was 20, 20 25, somewhere yeah. in that area. Yeah. Billy Wagner, a guy that you and I both like, actually. So I'm in on Wagner. I I think he probably would be in. Um, right. And this is right. We've adjusted recently to putting more closers in, right? Yep. Writers have embraced that. I just love the Billy Wagner story with his arm. Yep. Right? The fact that it's not his arm. His, yeah. His, his probably, regular arm. Right. We've probably told this story a few times, but yep. he broke, he broke his arm twice in a year when he was in high school and he taught himself to throw left-handed. He almost should get in on that alone. Yeah. And and then was throwing 98 left-handed like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I was trying to channel him a little bit over the summer when I was out with my broken elbow. <laughs> trying to teach yourself to be Billy Wagner for maybe the low. You could be something for the low Gators next year. Maybe. Well, we, went, you could, we let, you know, so when I, when I broke my elbow and I went home and or like for the day and they basically just kept it in the sling for me. Right. And yeah, come back in a few days. Well, I went back up to the cabin. We went out to the bar and played darts, and I threw left-handed, and like I won. You were like Ted Lasso all of a sudden, yeah, just banging won, triple twenty. One of them, I threw one one round. I threw three bullseyes left-handed. Like, <laughs> you know, my brother's my brother's pretty good at darts, and Alex is just like, "What the hell is going on?" You know? <laughs> so. And. uh uh, to close this too, Wagner has less saves than Francisco Rodriguez, 437 to 422. So that proves, I think, your case on Francisco Rodriguez, that if Wagner's going to get in, Rodriguez has got to get in. Yeah, I mean, that's there kind were, of our thought. There, there's just this run now of closers that had like just phenomenal um, careers, yeah. right? or at least phenomenal, you know, four to five year runs. Um, yeah. And I think, I think we need to to loosen up our expectations a little bit, right? Like, I mean, those, the, the position of closer became a position, right? I mean, that was an expectation. So if a guy's really good at doing it, I, you know, I think we need to recognize that same thing with like, well, people are like, well, we don't want to put DHs in. Well, that that's a position though. Yeah. Right? Like, are you going to say Nelson Cruz isn't the hall of famer at this point? I yeah, mean, so I, th- I think we have to acknowledge that for those guys, and I would put him in. I'd agree with you. And then the last one's Todd Helton. So is that a that's a yes, right? Yeah, you know, I'm not a huge Todd Helton guy, but I get it. Um, I don't think his numbers are nearly as good. I mean, his bat lifetime batting average is 316. So I mean, I guess I get. Yeah, that. they're. I mean, they're. So they've they've shown some stuff too. Like even if you take away his his Coors Field stuff, he still has pretty good numbers. So, yeah, I think he's in. He has 2,500 hits, though, only 369 home runs. I just would expect more. Uh, I mean, he was a great player, really good player. But, yeah, I, I, his teams didn't win anything. I mean, they went to the World Series, got blown out. Um, 
And I would argue Matt Holiday was the best player on that team that year. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'll, he's in because the writers are going to put him in and he's going to get in. But I, I'm, I'm glad that he had to wait at least six years because he's not a first ballot guy to me. So we'll see how it goes. So there's your ballot. Every year we like to do this ballot. Some guys are going to fall off this ballot and we're going to keep some guys on it. Um, you know, you're not going to vote Maurer this time, but Maurer will probably get enough votes to stay on the ballot, even though his war is pretty low. I think Joe might get in. He might. It's, it's going to be close looking at some of the ballots that have come out. And I think that if, if he doesn't get in this year, I think he's getting in, in the next two years. So. I, I mean, I think his catching career is, I mean, his catching numbers are pretty darn good. They're up there with some of the elite to ever play the game. So. Uh, it's just, yeah, for those of you who watched it every day here in Minnesota, it may not feel as fulfilling or as satisfying, but I don't know. That's, that's me, but he's probably going to get in. Um, we'll have to keep an eye on all of the hall of fame vote proceedings. I think those numbers are going to come out soon, right? I think they do those over like the winter meetings or something in January. I think, or we hear about them at some point, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, mid to end of January. Yeah, so we'll hear about those and uh, maybe talk about those. But we're definitely going to do more baseball stuff into the baseball season this year. Uh, Who knows? We might even do more United Football League stuff. You never know because uh, they've joined forces now, the USFL and the XFL. Um, And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, down the road. But I think we're going to do more baseball this spring. We'll definitely do uh, baseball over under pod. I think that'll be a lot of fun to do. And we'll get back to opening some packs because I know some people have talked about you and I getting back to pack opening, Zach. And I know that... Couldn't do it much this summer because you were uh, down and out, injured. You that was your rip. That was your pack ripping hand or arm that you couldn't uh, use there. That was tough for you. It was, there were a lot of things that didn't go as planned this summer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so your arms healing up. You're back healthy. You're going to be full blast this year for the uh, for your softball season for the baseball season. It's going to be fun. Anything else baseball of uh, worth of note we should get to. Uh, before we uh, head on out of here for this uh, hot stove edition of the pod. Well, I, I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm excited to see where this leads for the Twins. Um, I think we both agree they're not going to just go into the season with what they have currently, right? Yep, they're going to add something. There's going to be some sort of move, yeah. Um, so we'll see where that, that lines up, and uh, hopefully we can get these TV deals figured out too, right, so that games are accessible. The TV thing or... is a is a thing. Like we've got to solve that riddle because like the baseball is kind of a skewing older audience, right? And they don't want to go behind nine paywalls to figure this out. Like you got to have Peacock to watch the Sunday game, you got to have ESPN Plus, you got to have Apple TV, you got to have It's like just get it behind one thing where we can watch Twins games or we can watch every, you know, besides mlb.tv whatever. Give us something that we can work with here. We need a package that allows us to watch a lot of baseball. So come on, figure it out. Let's go. Yeah. And I, I heard a rumor that Verizon won't have the free MLB TV this year, but Mm. someone, someone had said it was like a three-year deal and that three-year deal is up, but who knows? Maybe I I think I might get desperate. I'll be honest. I might pay for it if I don't get it for free. So, it's, you know, it's the one thing about that package is you do feel like it's worth it. Like I wouldn't pay the 500 for Sunday ticket. Cause I'm like, it's 18 Sundays. What am I going to do with that? Right. But baseball, you get nightly for like six months. And it's, that's kind of nice. It's only like a hundred some dollars. Yeah. And that's a lot of baseball you get yep. for that price, which I kind of like. I'm, that's a good deal to me. Kind of with you there. 
but they got to solve it. They got to get it. They got to get it figured out. We'll see how it goes. We don't get to hear Dick Bramer in the twins broadcasts uh, for the first time in probably our lifetimes, actually like pretty darn close. Anyway, it's that been a long time. <laughs> Corey Provis is going to be really good. I think people who yeah, don't I listen like, to Corey Provis like on the radio, Corey. you're going to like him. I think people made way too big of a deal about the guy retiring and they're like, Oh, he didn't get to have a go away on the air. And, but it's like, you know, they gave him a goddamn cake on the last game. You had to know something was coming. Right. Right. Trevor Plouffe gave him a cake. And he and he may have not wanted to do it. Right? I mean, he may not have wanted it to be a thing. No, maybe not. So. And we don't always get to go out how we want, people. I hate to be that guy for you. We don't always get to go out the way we want. Sometimes it's, it's on your back, like in pro wrestling. That's the way it goes. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for Corey Provis. I think that'll be fun. If they pair Provis with Trevor Plouffe and, and Morno or something like that, I think they got a good group up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the rotating color guy. Yeah, me too. It changes things up. It's fresh. It keeps things interesting. Morneau brings a different perspective than, say, Plouffe does or Latroy Hawkins does. Or, you know, uh, I mean, I'm in on that stuff. I, what, I think that's great. I guess one thing that has come out of this... um. I don't know that I'm chomping at the bit to hear the uh, radio announcer stuff. Oh, Chris Atterbury. Yeah, sorry. He's I'm not I'm not an Atterbury guy. Never have been. I don't think the twins have been because the twins have always passed him over for thousands of years. And now it's finally like, all right, I guess we got to throw him a bone. And I'm not and I'm not a huge Gladden guy either. So, yeah, that's uh, that's and maybe that shows you that radio is less of a thing. Like people don't really. Well, you stick I, anybody there. My my pet peeve with just with the radio broadcast in general, especially though with Gladden, you'll notice it the innings that he calls and stuff. Yep. If the twins are in the lead, he restates the score fifteen times during the inning. <laughs> and if they're behind, they'll come, we don't know it. They'll go in and out of commercial without even saying it. Right, which is kind of a staple, right? Don't you have like you go yeah. into commercial or out of commercial? You should it's kind of the rule. You should always give the score, especially on the radio. Got to give the score right. a lot. Got to give the inning a lot. He doesn't. If they're so, so it's like I'll turn it on. I'll be like, oh, I've listened for four minutes. He hasn't said the score. I'm like, well, they must be losing. <laughs> you know, and they are. It turns out, right? You finally get a score ten minutes later, and they're like, oh, Twins trail six to four. Like, yep. So shocking. Also, I think he acts like he is the greatest baseball player ever. He acts like he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, you know, he just rips guys all the time. Oh, he missed the cutoff. How could you miss a cutoff throw? Or, you know, that guy rounded a base too far. And he just. Is he trying too hard to be Hawk Harrelson? Like, know, let just, me just be the. Like Harry Carey, where he would always criticize the players and stuff yeah, like that. He's he just, trying too hard. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of his. So. Yeah, I don't like Hawk Harrelson. Either. I want to go to Dan Glad and be like, I don't like any of those guys. Well, I liked Harry Carey, but yeah. I, I don't like Hawk Harrelson. So don't be Hawk Harrelson. Don't do it. Stop it. Uh, we'll keep an eye out. 46 minutes. We did a good job talking baseball. I can't wait to talk more baseball with you. Um, it's going to be a very fun season. I look forward to it with you. We are going to have many a discussion on this pod because we can only talk so much football, you and I. Got to get into some baseball. It'll be a good time. And golf is a hot mess, so I have to assume that there will be a lot more room for baseball in my life uh, this uh, spring because uh, I probably won't talk golf until either they get a deal done or the Masters shows up, whatever comes first. So, so the Masters. Good luck to that. So the Masters is <laughs> 
You want to talk about a group that has overinflated their value with no television revenue. I I don't know how they're going to pay for all that. I'll be honest with you. Like they're not going to get their money back out of that. Like the live guys are, I mean, the Saudis don't care because they're burning money, but they're down $3 billion. They, they're paying yep. money left and right and have nothing to show for it. So good luck. Uh, Zach, I appreciate you as always. Thank you for popping in on the pod with me tonight. It's been a lot of fun and uh, we'll be checking you out down the road. So thank you. And again, everybody can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcast, podbean.com. You can find us the whole archive, timpodcast.podbean.com and drop me a line at timpodcast1 at yahoo.com. So until next time, for Zach, for Tim, keep your head up and we'll see you.